Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast form. March the 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2022. Man, that's a lot of twos, ain't it? Wow. Anyway, our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land. The land, wow, the Constitution for the United States of America. Whoa. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of hard-hitting talk ahead of, ahead on this broadcast. First hour, myself, bunch of news the networks refuse to use. Second hour, Brighty on TV, simulcast Liberty Roundtable Live with the Sheriff, Mac Show, Brighty on TV, Brighty on Radio, Liberty News Radio, LovingLiberty.net, spreading the word throughout the globe. Of course, on AM and FM affiliates as well. Woo, have we got a lot going on. Anyway, our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country. You know that. You also know that we believe the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. You also know that we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, right? All right. Well, that's a good start for all we believe in, right? Man, there's so much to focus on. It's just beyond imagination. Uh, let's see. Where do we start, huh? Um, well, let's see here. I guess we had Lowell Nelson on, CampaignForLiberty.org. Let's do the recap. CampaignForLiberty.org, RonPaulInstitute.org. And we talked about the Utah County Clerk's debate on Saturday. Yeah, it's all about election fraud. People are concerned everywhere. And, you know, the mainstream press, along with your government bureaucrats, stooges is what I'm starting to call them, you know, they all want you to believe there's no vote fraud. And if you believe that, you're just insane. You know what? It doesn't matter if you think I'm insane or not government and media the fact is i think there's vote fraud and the fact is there's a lot of americans just like me that believe there's flat out vote fraud so the more you deny the more we believe there is the more you call us names yeah ad hominem attacks or whatever you want to call it, the more you play those games instead of dealing with the real issues you just blame me and say i'm crazy the more i think that you're a thug the more i think that you have declared yourself literally not worthy to serve in my employee. You got it? So they can talk all day and babble all day and mock us all day, ladies and gentlemen. But at the end of the day, you and I need to realize that we have the final say. Do you got that? At the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, we have the final say. Vote those thugs out. If anybody doesn't take campaign pledge seriously, if anybody doesn't take their understanding that there is vote fraud and we need to stop it seriously, if anybody wants to manipulate and violate the checks and balances that made America great, so no precincts anymore because we're just going to mail in our ballots, you know what? Vote those thugs out. At the end of the day, we have the final say. You know what? You can ignore me. You can mock me. You can ridicule me. You can do all that you want to do to your employer. But you know what? We're going to vote you out. That's what we need to do, my fellow Americans. And until we get enough mojo, until we get enough numbers of the people to get that done, it's going to be a road to hoe, I'll tell you that right now. All right, is Russia fighting Washington down to the last Ukrainian? Ron Paul wrote an incredible article talking about that. You know, Ron Paul, you know George Washington, 
You know, Sam Bushman, we all have the same humble foreign policy, which is to avoid foreign entanglements like the plague. we got to get out of this stuff, folks. Why on earth are we about to create World War III with Russia? What on earth are we thinking? You know, there's a country song. I think it's Dirk Bentley or somebody like that, and he's talking about he's got this girl with him, and, you know, he's tearing through a cornfield. What was I thinking? That's what I'm talking about. What the heck are we thinking? What was I thinking? It's crazy, folks. We have got to get a handle on this and stop provoking nations across the globe. What is the American interest in the Ukrainian-Russian war anyway? The forgotten question is that, what the heck is our interest? Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Schachtel wrote the piece about that. The forgotten question, what is it? What's happening in the Ukraine, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know? It's an ongoing violent territorial dispute. Let me say that again. It's an ongoing violent territorial dispute. Thousands and thousands of miles away, literally having nothing, I repeat, nothing to do with the United States and our internal security. There are no American security interests at risk, ladies and gentlemen. We absolutely need to jettison this narrative that we've got going on, that we somehow need to be involved, that we somehow need to pick sides. We've got to just deep six that narrative, folks. Look, even if Russia, ladies and gentlemen, killed every single person in the Ukraine, it still wouldn't be the business of the U.S. military to intervene. What if they literally raised every building? It still wouldn't be literally our responsibility or involvement. You say, Sam, yes, it would. By gosh, aren't you pro-life? Don't you care about all those innocent lives that will be lost? Yeah, what about all the murders at home that we call abortion? What about the pro-death policy that we've dishonestly named pro-choice? I care about life, ladies and gentlemen, but I care about the lives that we can easily save, and I can't care so much about the ones that I have no authority or responsibility over. I have no stewardship over the Russians or the Ukrainians. I do over the babies that we make in America, though. When I say I do, meaning we the people do, right? Society has an obligation to the babies we make, don't we? A lot more so than, say, other foreign nations that have sovereignty, right? Now, what if we were to not murder our babies and we were to turn to God Almighty and we were to employ God and we were to beg him for mercy and safety and we were a light on a hill? An example, no troops should be deployed to combat without a formal declaration of war. Go read the supreme law of our land. And no member of Congress should cast a vote in favor of a declaration of war unless they're believing that it's so justifiable they're willing to go themselves. Right? Deterrence works. Propaganda fails. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been failing for a long time when it comes to war around the world. There are two battles now playing out over the Ukraine. The one on the ground, in other words, the real war that the people are suffering in, and the other one, it's on your social media trying to drag us into this no-win scenario. They've been fighting and battling for thousands of years. Do not believe for one second that Ukraine is the peaceful good guy in this. The same Americans, ladies and gentlemen, who are lamenting the fate of the Ukrainian people, they weren't concerned one bit 
about the ethnic Russians in eastern Ukraine who have been shelled for the past eight years by the Ukrainian military, ladies and gentlemen. It's these same Americans that ignore that, who never express concern about Iraqis, Afghanis, Vietnamese, who were suffering, bleeding, and dying at the hands of the bombs and the bullets of the United States military. You see what I mean? Folks, that's the problem that we've got with this thing. Remember the Yemeni people who have been bombed by Saudi Arabia since 2015. Yeah, with weapons and assistance from the United States. Where were the Americans that were cons- that are so concerned then? All right, look, let me explain this to you in, in an- another way, to be very clear. What about how we talk about World War II and how evil it was and how the Jews were just slaughtered? And don't get me wrong, I'm not a Holocaust denier. I believe it happened. I believe it was evil, and I believe it needs to be stopped. So exposing it to making sure that we never repeat history there is wise and valuable. I get it. And I agree, ladies and gentlemen, about how dare you ignore Holodomor, where more people were killed. We literally backed that side, didn't we? Yeah. What about those other killers? Are we talking about those? See, ladies and gentlemen, here's the problem. The government only has limited authority. What Americans should do if they're super concerned about Ukrainians and the war there? Well, you know, you can help the Ukrainians if you want to. You can send aid. You can send supplies. You can send money. You can send weapons if you want to. We can even go over there and fight alongside them if we choose, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and get alongside the Ukrainian people and fight if you want to. But don't violate the sovereignty of other nations with our nation because we have no authority. Don't steal my money to fight for the agenda that you have because we don't have anything that justifies the breach of their sovereignty. We don't have anything that puts American security or American interests in jeopardy. So that's the problem with this battle. That was the first hour with Lowell Nelson. Second hour, we had Dr. Scott Bradley with me. Freedomsrisingsun.com, his website. And we talked about the White House altars, official cackling Kamala Harris speech. Yeah, I guess they modified the transcript after an embarrassing Ukraine-NATO disaster. What did she do? Well, she claimed that Ukraine was part of NATO. The fact is it's not. And you know what? What they should have done was just played it off and said, look, you you travel so much, you go so many places, it's easy to get confused and make a misstatement. Hey, people have been trying to make the Ukraine part of NATO for a long time, and that's what Russia's kind of mad about. But why don't we just jettison NATO altogether and shut that down? It's nothing but a problem. All right, the CDC removed 25% of the pediatric COVID deaths overnight and literally blamed it on a coding error. They got caught lying and had to correct the data and then just went, oh, bad coding. Two years later, you're lying. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. 
America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. How many times do I have to tell you? I swear, it just goes in one ear and out the other. Don't you understand English? Your children are probably too polite to tell you. Hello, those things on the side of your head aren't turnips. But they get just as frustrated when you won't listen to them as you do when they won't listen to you. Do I need to speak slower? In fact, few things show children how much they're valued and respected more than a parent's willingness to listen. Tell me what she did at work today. Studies show when parents listen, children develop better listening skills themselves. They also tend to have more self-confidence and are more likely to avoid alcohol and drugs. Now sit down here and tell me all about it. When you really listen, love is what they'll hear. Thank you for sharing that with me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, there's so much news the networks refuse to use. We're still in the recap of yesterday's news. Wow. The CIA, by the way, secretly trained Ukrainian after Russia took Crimea back in 2014. Uh, the New York Post, ladies and gentlemen, with that piece. So why is the CIA training uh, the Ukrainians? Why do we have these uh, bio labs in the Ukraine? Why are we lying about all this stuff? See, the problem is we've been kind of having a, what do you call it? It's not a Cold War. It's not a hot war. It's a picking side skirmish, rumors of war, uh, leading up to war preparations for years. Yeah, we're training the Ukrainians and the Russians are gaining mojo and they're taking Crimea. And then, you know, hey, there's bombings everywhere and Ukrainians are bombing uh, Russians in eastern Ukraine. Uh, what? Who's where? See, it's so confusing. You can't even know what side to pick. Who are the good guys? And the problem is we don't even know because we're so in the thick of it, cranking up the military-industrial complex. We're so pro-war. We have gods of war these days, ladies and gentlemen. It's got to stop. All right, now the United Nations worries that war could create climate change. Well, ladies and gentlemen, anytime we turn against God, uh, we know that climate change is coming. That's what God uses us to stir us up in remembrance of him, right? It's a mercy by God to say, hey, it'll get worse if you don't pay attention to me, the author of your liberty, me, your creator. Hey, pay attention. Climate disasters, everything else. That's the Lord's warning. It's his calling card saying, remember, I am the ultimate weatherman, right? 
But, of course, we just belligerently ignore that and act like the fact that you burped, you know, it ruined the climate there. But they're doing that even though they know it's a lie because they want to control you and me. It's their ultimate way to try to create a globalistic new world order. The International Energy Agency. Did you know we had an international international energy agency? What's that? The IEA? Yeah, the IEA calls for lockdowns to curb oil use. Governments have all the necessary tools at their disposal, writes Art Moore and WND.com. They literally want to prevent you from driving your vehicles on Sundays. They literally want to start saying, hey, you can only drive your car every other day, even or odd. Look at your license plate to see if you're an even or odd day. All right, are lockdowns necessary to curb oil use? Well, see, I believe that's a dishonest clown question. What do you mean are lockdowns required to curb oil use? First off, why do we need to curb oil use? Well, Sam, because it's ruining the environment. No, it's not, ladies and gentlemen. They're lying to you just like back in the 70s they said we're running out of oil. Listen to me. In the 70s, I remember this as a kid, they said we're running out of oil. We're not running out of oil. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the biggest lie I've ever heard. Okay. Look, they said back in the day, you've got to, in fact, it's so bad. Gas prices are so high. Gas is so difficult to get because of the oil shortage. By golly, you can't, you can't fill up your car unless you're an even or odd day. You can fill up on your proper day. That was in the 70s. Then they created the Energy Department, ladies and gentlemen, another unconstitutional agency, right? Then check this out. Then, 50 years later, ladies and gentlemen, literally 50 years later, now they say, hey, war's ruining the climate. Oil's a problem. What do you mean it's a problem? When we were running out of oil 50 years ago, and they say, well, now oil's at unprecedented levels. We're using oil in the last 50 years since the 70s. We're using oil at unprecedented rates. Well, if we were out in the 70s of oil, wouldn't an unprecedented 50-year run flat out run us out of oil 50 times over? Well, now they're not saying we're out of oil. In fact, they're discovering new oil. The debate is Joe won't let us access our own oil. Joe won't let us be energy independent, right? So it isn't that there's no oil. It's now that Joe won't let us get at the oil. So now we got to, well, we're not going to the Russians. They're bad. Let's go to the communist Venezuelans, shall we? See how psychotic this has become, ladies and gentlemen? They are dishonestly manipulating us till the cows come home. And every manipulation they are working on, promoting, engaging in, whatever words you want to use for that, is to promote government control over your life. That's right, over your life. What do they want to do? They literally want to take away your freedom to the point where uh, you won't have any liberties left. The Constitution will be gone. Get rid of the Constitution. Here's Joe now, just like George Bush, promoting the New World order we are at an inflection point i believe in the world economy 
not just a world economy in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. As one of them, as the uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to, there's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. We've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. There's a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. He says 60 million people died between, what, 1900 and 1946. Ladies and gentlemen, we've murdered 60 million babies since 1973 alone. Right? It is out of control. So every move that Joe is making, look, Joe Biden's a criminal. Every move he is making is designed to take away your liberties on the altar of this new world order that he says is it's on us. We got to lead it. And he's talking about death in the same sentence as the new world order. You look at that and you go, what does that mean? Is he promising more death? I don't know. Is that a veiled threat from Joe to say, hey, look, 60 million people died and now it's the world's a changing and we got to lead it. Does that mean a lot more are going to die? And he's kind of giving you a heads up. What does that mean? I don't know, but they're going from item after item after item to take away our liberties, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious. Now, let me give you the latest shot across the bow. Listen carefully. SEC. What's that? The Securities and Exchange Commission? Is that what they call that SEC? Another unconstitutional agency that the Republicans and Democrats both put around our necks like a millstone? That's right. The SEC rule would make firms reveal climate toll. All right. What does that mean? The commission gave initial approval to a, quote, much anticipated rule that would require, quote, public companies first to report the climate impact of their businesses. The Securities and Exchange Commission has said for the first time that public companies must tear, tell their shareholders and the federal government how they affect the climate with their, quote, business actions. It's a sweeping proposal long demanded by environmental advocates. The nation's top financial regulator, gave initial approval to the much-anticipated climate disclosure rule at a meeting on Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Moving forward with a measure that would bolster the Biden administration's stalled environmental agenda. They're going to do it now by force. Use an unconstitutional agency to just mandate more. The proposed rule, I guess, was approved by a, quote, three-to-one vote that aims to give investors a much clearer picture of the risks that climate change might be to companies because of disasters like droughts and wildfires and more, right? 
they say changes in government environmental policies or consumers might be able to then have a declining interest in products that have a far-reaching effect on climate change. Yeah. The goal is to hold these companies accountable for their effects in creating climate change by their business actions. This would also give investors more leverage in forcing changes to business practices. Wow, let's talk about this more in seconds on your radio. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President Putin claims President Biden's war criminal tag may have permanently ended U.S.-Russian relations. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby on Fox News Tuesday says Putin brought this on himself. Russia is the aggressor here, uh, and I think we have seen here at the Pentagon, we certainly see clear evidence that the Russian military is conducting war crimes. Uh, we think it's important for the investigative process to continue. We're going to contribute to that. Uh, but obviously, relations with Russia are, are not at a, at a premium, nor should they be. The Biden administration on Monday imposed travel bans on Chinese officials whom it accuses of repressing Uyghur Muslims, as well as other ethnic and religious minorities. The State Department is barring the officials from traveling here because of their involvement in repressive acts. The department did not name the officials that would be banned. For more information, visit us online at usaradio.com. USA Radio News. Hi, it's Rick. I'm at the Smith home. Where's Donnie? Leaves and autumn bookings pile up for Rick's gutter cleaning service. He's out? Ah, come on. He needs help before his bottom line gets clogged. Okay, well, what about Christiana? We still got six houses today. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. You've heard us talk about the luxurious Giza Dream sheets for my pillow. Well, now they're on sale at 60% off as low as $39.99. Lots of other overstock items and a free copy of Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO? With any purchase, but you've got to use my promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, the radio listener square. Use my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. A Boeing 737-800 owned by China Eastern Airlines crashed in the mountains in southern China's Guangxi region on Monday with 132 people on board. A security camera caught the jet going straight down after dropping 31,000 feet in about a minute. Rescuers say they've been unable to find any bodies. Teachers are getting a pay raise in the Sunshine State. There's good news for teachers in Florida, where Governor Ron DeSantis announced that he's raising the average minimum salary to all of the state's teachers to at least $47,500. Speaking at a charter school in Wellington, Florida, the Republican governor said he's earmarking $800 million from the state's new budget to fund the pay increases, which includes even higher pay for more experienced teachers. DeSantis said it's crucial to reward educators for their hard work during the COVID-19 pandemic. From the USA Radio News Washington Bureau, I'm John Hunt. Thank you. We appreciate you listening. We are USA Radio News.
right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. I'm talking about this psychotic rule, this Securities and Exchange Commission uh, coming up with. Three-to-one vote. Forget Congress, ladies and gentlemen. Don't rule by Congress anymore. Congress is sidelined and mocked and ridiculed and tied up in low uh, approval ratings as they continue to hold on to power and create election rules that just simply jettison honest, honorable, transparent, accountable elections. And then you and I complain about it, and they say you're crazy and just mock us. While that's going on, the Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, an unconstitutional government agency doing the bidding, SEC new rule would make. Firms reveal climate toll. Now, they say it starts out with public companies, but eventually it will be everybody, don't you know? They want to force shareholders to then push companies to then take what they call real action says this Bill Weil, I think is how you say his last name. He's a former green energy czar at Google and director of, quote, sustainability at Facebook. He now leads a different organization called Climate Voice. That's a group that encourages employees to press for climate actions. The public, by the way, will have up to 60 days to comment on this thing, on the plan, which, if enacted, ladies and gentlemen, would set up a, quote, reporting framework for companies to provide information about climate-related risks in their annual reports and stock registration statements. Yeah, this is sinister, folks. This is a whole nother government reporting level and you think it's no big deal you think it only relates to uh you know public traded companies and ladies and gentlemen the reporting on this will be mammoth because how do you determine this is where the um nebulous reality kind of faces hardcore how do you determine what your actions will take let's say you're google and you crank up another server farm how are you going to determine what toll on the climate that will take You get into very, very difficult subjective calculations that are speculative at best. But yet they pretend have scientific reality, right? They say that the proposal has already provoked opposition from some business trade groups and it's likely to be challenged in court. Which, by the way, could delay its effective date. Much of the criticism, they say, has centered on to, quote, what extent um, emissions-related data falls under the Securities and Exchange Commission in the first place. In other words, what part of that is under the SEC jurisdiction, right? That's the big battle going on here. They say the cornerstone of the SEC rules is requiring the disclosure of information that is material to investors. In other words, how much that reporting is material is needed by investors, meaning they need it to make an informed decision about buying or selling a given stock, right? That's how the SEC kind of backs into this thing. 
they go, mm, you know, we don't really have a whole lot to do with maybe the environmental impact or something, but we do need to, we're the Securities and Exchange Commission, we're the financial arm, we do need to give investors the ability to decide, you know, if they're going to jettison it because it's not green or they're going to embrace it because it's green enough. Representative Patrick uh, McHenry of North Carolina, I guess is where he's from, the ranking Republican on the House Financial Services Committee called the proposal tone-deaf and misguided. I appreciate that, but it isn't enough. It's criminal. It's not just tone-deaf and misguided. It's criminal because there is no authority for these unconstitutional agencies, right? He said that the climate risks are not material, were not a, a material issue for most businesses okay, but now here's the problem with in my opinion this representative's comments we're not going to debate if the government has authority to do this or not which is what we ought to be debating the constitution provides no authority for a securities and exchange government department to even exist much less the debate on this but see once you say hey most businesses aren't you know, it's not material enough about their impact to matter. Well, you got to understand that now it's not a debate of whether they have authority or not. It's just a debate of what businesses qualify to be a high enough risk, a high enough material need to know discussion. See, that's the problem with most of these congressmen and senators. They don't understand how to debate, how to understand key arguments. Once you debate the argument to be framed as the government does have authority to do this, but this is tone deaf. Um, this is goofy. This is most of these businesses don't qualify anyway. Now you're just talking about how much. You're not even talking about if it can happen. You're talking about when and how much. The Biden administration, by the way, is pushing its climate agenda through financial regulators, ladies and gentlemen. Because they don't have the votes to pass this thing in Congress. But this is where Congress, like I say, is just so goofy. Now, if they don't have the votes to pass it in Congress, but Biden is still pushing for this, let me be very clear. If you don't have the votes to get this done in Congress, but you're going to push for it anyway, you're pushing for unconstitutionality. You're trying to circumvent the legislative branch. See, Joe should be impeached over this. But all the Republicans are going to do is go, oh, that's tone deaf. I don't think most businesses qualify. And now they've already lost the argument. Okay. They've lost the argument because we're not debating the constitutionality of something. We're not debating whether the Securities and Exchange Commission has authority in the first place. We're only debating how tone deaf it is and or if there's a, quote, material need. And if so, who does it apply to? Do you see how we've already lost the debate on this with that kind of an attitude? Many companies are already releasing information about their greenhouse emissions, ladies and gentlemen. But this is just an attempt to try to put it all in one database, under one control, under one roof to compare and analyze so that every report's not different. The Social Security 
I'm sorry, the Securities and Exchange Commission estimates that a third of the 7,000 corporate uh, annual reports that it reviewed in 2019 and 2020 already included some impact, uh, climate impact disclosure. So now uh, the Democrats are saying, don't worry, this would just bring order to the process. Uh-huh. Because the government usually, whenever they roll out something, it's super, like there's order to it. You know, it's super like clarified, clear, and easy, and not. Publicly traded companies can no longer cherry-pick climate reports. And investors will have a much better sense of their exposure, see, to, quote, material climate risks. Regulators have worked on this bill. They say that the rule builds on guidance uh, that the SEC issued in 2010. What's that, under Barack Obama? Yeah, for companies about disclosing information on climate change. So all they're doing is saying, hey, we started this ball of rolling in 2010. This is proof positive that what government does is they build upon, build upon, build upon, little piece at a time, little piece at a time. So, you know, we set the stage for this in 2010. Then we got whacked out Trump and got derailed by everybody saying there was vote fraud. Now we're back on track. Joe picking up where Biden left off. Now, see, I believe there's vote fraud, and I think Trump's right. But that's how the Democrats are framing this thing, right? And the Republicans are all too giddy and willing to go along. The SEC took that action, they say, around the same time that the Environment Protection Agency, so now you're getting in the EPA, began requiring some large companies to begin compiling data on the emissions of greenhouse gases. They say over the generations, the SEC has stepped in when there's, quote, significant need for the disclosure of information. Abby Johnson Thanks, was once folks. director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know... We're about reducing the number of abortions. We're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services. I was shocked. So to since this. you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay. Abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They right. are the largest single abortion provider in our country. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. 
So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. The government wants you to believe that investors are demanding this climate change information. And that's why they got to do it. But you got the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission. You've got the EPA. You've now got the Chamber of Commerce, ladies and gentlemen, in the United States, literally pushing for this as well. Think about that. You've got everybody pushing for this. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's out of control. Okay? But look, they're pushing climate change, but they're also going to jettison cash. Look, they're creating a jubilee, a financial reset. You can say, oh, you guys are just alarmist. No, every move Joe's making points to this. You heard Joe say, hey, we're on the cusp of a new world order. That's what George Bush said. Both sides of the aisle in the swamp are after us, ladies and gentlemen. Make no mistake about that reality check, right? On March 9th, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden signed an executive order for, quote, digital money. Or, if you will, it's the death nail for cash. It's not surprising. We know that Biden wants total control over Americans and their money, right? For instance, back in October 21, or I should say 2021, Biden asked Congress to authorize new bank surveillance measures on Americans to the IRS. This executive order piggybacks off of that, right? This is the blatant attempt to control every issue of your life. All right? Think about that for a minute. Joe literally trying to take away the cash. Now, here's the problem. I'm not even for cash. Are you? I'm for constitutional currency, ladies and gentlemen. That's gold and silver. That's not cash. But see, I'm more for cash than I am the, quote, new world order digital currency Joe wants to put in place. It's a shutdown crypto move while at the same time jettisoning cash move in an ultimate power play. Right? That's the deal. 
See, we got to really realize what's going on. We have been complacent for way too long. What's going to happen now? What's next? Right? What is next? Any idea what Joe's going to do next? All I can tell you is it's crazy. Anyway, there you have it. It's crazy. I don't really know how to respond to it all. Because what are we going to do next? Look, Joe is just going to continue to be unhinged and go off uh, of his sworn oath to literally attack and abuse us all. That's what's going on, right? Anyway, I thought I'd bring that to your attention. It's just like, wow. SEC rule would make firms reveal um, reveal the climate toll. I don't know what reveal means, but what you're going to get is a huge environmental regulatory government agency that becomes literally more than the abuse of the IRS to the people. You're going to have the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. I don't know what you want to call the new agency or the new a rule. It's a rule now, but when will it be its own agency? When will it get wings and get its own budgetary funding and everything else? This has the potential to literally control and shut down all business. You say, no, Sam, it's only the, come on now, it's only the corporate, you know, public firms. And I know that's where they're starting out. I get it. What will it look like in 10 years, five years, 20 years? You want to get an idea? All right. I'll give you an example to make the point a poignant one. Remember under the Republicans, George Bush, after 9-11, we said, by golly, we're, we're just in danger. We've got to create a homeland security. Homeland security. And wow, so this new government agency grew up around George Bush. The Republicans backed that, didn't they, ladies and gentlemen? Yep, and now they got this behemoth agency known as homeland security. Um the Department of DHS, whatever you want to call it. Okay, and this agency is so big now, so abusive now to where anything you do, you run into Homeland Security. From flying on planes to no-fly lists to we go on down the list, right? It was all Republican-esque, Republican-hatched, Republican-created, right? It's beyond imagination, isn't it? Yes, it is. Anyway, I I just don't know how to respond to that. Okay, we're in serious trouble. Republican Utah Senator Mitt Romney is whacked out as he is. He literally... bemoaned the Biden presidency on NBC's Meet the Press. Uh, I guess he was telling, uh, let's see, who was he telling this to? Oh, 
telling host Chuck Todd that things were not going well, rejecting James Carville's earlier analysis that Biden had a bad week. Romney insisted, as a matter of fact, he has had a bad year. Now, what Mitt Romney's doing, ladies and gentlemen, as far as I can tell, is he's just trying to put himself in the driver's seat when it comes to, oh, 2024. Are we going to see Mitt rear his ugly head? Yeah, he was governor, now senator. He's done about everything there. And now Joe's had a bad year. And are we going to see Romney put his ring in the hat again? I'm sorry, hat in the ring again? Ring in the hat, wow. A hat in the ring again? Yeah, Joe had 52 weeks of bad weeks, Romney said. People are 7% poorer now because of Biden inflation. Gas prices are 50% higher. The border's a mess. We don't have COVID handled right because we didn't have the tests in place. Russia's now threatening the Ukraine. Things are not going well. Romney's observations come after a big old poll kind of says, hey, Joe's not doing too well. Well, I get it. But see, Mitt criticized Trump and now criticizing Romney. I'm sorry, Mitt criticizing Trump, now criticizing Biden. Who is Mitt not criticizing? See, unless you do it Mitt's way, no way's good enough. Yeah. So what what is the agenda, uh, in my opinion, of a Mitt Romney? I don't know. But I don't think that Romney has a clue. Okay, Romney's not constitutional. It's really, we call it Obamacare, but it's really Romney care. The Obamacare health care started out in Massachusetts with good old Mitt. Okay. The people of Utah didn't want Mitt to be their senator, but yet they've violated and circumvented a lot of the caucus systems so that Mitt could be elected. Right? That's what we're dealing with here. That's what's going on. So anyway, I don't I don't know where to go with this, but man, if you're not very careful, you're going to go from Joe Biden to Mitt Romney as your president. Now, that sounds disastrous in my mind, too. I want no part of that. But that's what's kind of on deck, if we're not very careful. I'm serious. That's what I kind of think we have set up. Right? I don't know what we think we're doing, folks, but I don't think we're going in the right direction as a country, no matter who we get. Who are the choices going to be for 2024? Mitt Romney and Donald Trump? Donald will beat Mitt in a heartbeat. Mitt doesn't stand a chance. Right? First off, Mitt's a Mormon. People don't like Mormons running for office. Secondly, Mitt's a liberal. He might get a lot of Democrat support. But I believe Trump will trounce Mitt, like he did last go-round. 
Okay? I don't, I don't see any way forward here. So we don't even have a good candidate for 2024. Who are we going to put up, Trump or Mitt? I didn't vote for either, and I never will. Okay, in my opinion, both of them are nothing but disaster. All right, anyway, so you got this climate change agenda being pushed like no other, and all Mitt can do is criticize Joe. Mitt, why don't you jettison this climate change dishonesty and stand up boldly, nobly, and independently for Americans first and for energy independence and for real solutions? Why don't you get that done, Mitt? But no, he's just too busy criticizing everybody else as he tries to set the stage because he thinks in the good old boy network of the Republican Party, it's his turn next. That's what old Mitt thinks, right? What a shame. What a disgrace. I'm telling you right now, wow. But that's what we face, folks. And I don't see that we even have a good candidate at all for 2024 for president. I know you can say, well, Trump, but what did Trump accomplish? Almost everything Trump did was by executive order. In my opinion, fiat, because it's pretend legislation. He doesn't have authority to make legislation or change law. He's the president, not the legislative body. So everything he did was by executive order, which, you know, a lot of people applauded. And I agreed at the time that, hey, he might not have had any choice because they lost Congress. And so they were paralyzed, but not at first. They just didn't get anything done. But what did Joe get? Done? What did Trump get done that didn't get overturned? Not a lot, really. At the end of the day, we're still killing babies. They locked us down with COVID and Trump was at the helm of it all. Folks, we're in serious trouble. All right. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up. God save the Republic. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, share the love. We declare this nation. This shall endure. This allows you to protect your retirement savings with the ultimate safe haven, assets of gold and silver. Your metals are held in the form of physical coins and bars in a private depository under your name and on your behalf. Simply visit brighteonmetals.com today. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your financial security. Shouldn't you at least look into it? Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals, in business since 1976. Visit brighteonmetals.com today. Hello, I'm Dr. Steve. CSPOA.org, and I'm here with the good sheriff. Welcome back, sir, from your Arkansas training. <laughs> Sam, it's great to be with you this beautiful Tuesday morning. And, yes, I was in a little town uh, called Eureka Springs, and it uh, was middle of nowhere in Arkansas. Uh, I flew into an airport I didn't even know existed. 
Northwest Arkansas Airport. So I, I, I don't even know why they call it Northwest. I, I don't know if that's the name of the town or that's just the area that's located in. I never quite figured that out, but I got me a baseball cap from Eureka Springs and yeah. uh, <laughs> we we had to buy a new suitcase because all the stuff we put in our other suitcase collapsed the wheels on it. So we've had them just too big, too full. And Eureka Springs was really unique because Sheriff Jim Ross, who has attended our uh, national conventions at uh, Virginia in Lynchburg, Virginia, uh, two years ago, also came to the Woodlands a year ago and now was at this one. And he organized this one. And folks, please take this as an example of what needs to be done. Citizens got him involved. Now he's gotten more involved and he's getting other sheriffs involved. And do you see the snowball effect of the power of one? That seemed to be an underlying backdrop of our conference there, the power of one. And my goodness, it, it was just a tremendous meeting. We had about 30 people there and about uh, 12 public officials and about six sheriffs. And it was uh, tremendously accepted. Uh, Chris Ann Hall spoke uh, and I spoke. And then we showed some videos of, uh, of uh, Brad Rogers and a couple of others. And we were going to show your video, but Chris Ann went too long. And so we didn't Thanks, get to Chris Ann. Yeah, I know. But... Oh, good. No worries, sir. You know what? We're she making a great. tremendous difference. And there was other, another sheriff that was there, too, you got to mention. He was on this TV show with a sheriff with his wife. No, he didn't make it. Chris Brown didn't make it. Oh, Chris didn't make it. All right. No. He I know he was some hoping meeting to go, in Washington, so. D.C. He had some meeting in Washington, D.C. he put in front of us. So anyway. Uh, wow. Uh, he... He, he's going to make it. He's going to make it to Vegas, though. And uh, yeah, he's a he's a stalwart uh, constitutional sheriff. So All anyway, right. well, we'll we'll forgive him this time. Just anyway, yeah, this incredible is event in Arkansas, ladies and gentlemen. Just a little taste of what we're doing all over the country. Uh, and sheriff, you have the quote of the day to kick us off, right? Uh, I sure do, Sam. Thank you. Uh, we love this part. Uh, okay. Here we go. This is the order of the court. Mac Prince v. United States, the only time in history where sheriffs sued the federal government and won a major landmark case. This is the order of the court. Quote, the federal government may neither issue directives requiring the states to address particular problems nor command the state's officers or those of their political subdivisions to administer or enforce a federal regulatory program, period. Can you say Sam? nullify now, Sheriff? Absolutely, that's what it's saying. And uh, obviously, the Supreme Court in this particular case, written by Justice Scalia, is telling the world the federal government is not our boss. But the states must maintain their autonomy and enforce this 
or the federal government will just keep taking land and keep taking rights and keep taking powers and stealing and usurping all the authority in this country to where we are bowing down to a central government that the founding fathers had no intention of ever creating. Uh, so, yeah, the, the monster is now biting us on the backside and we, the states, especially the governors, legislatures and sheriffs must push back. And that's where we now, are. What they'll argue, what they'll argue against this Supreme Court victory, Sheriff, is they'll say, oh, but remember the supremacy clause. The supremacy clause, uh, you know, gives them supreme authority to do anything they want to anywhere, anytime. Do you want to respond to that? Yes, uh, that's why in this section, and I'm holding it up so everybody can see right there where my finger is, Scalia addresses the supremacy clause in this decision, the supremacy clause, and he clarifies it in in a most powerful form. And (laughs) so uh, he... I add one word to it, to his quote, the laws of the land, uh, however, makes law of the land only laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance of the Constitution. So the only time the federal government has any supremacy is when they're following the Constitution. If they do not follow the Constitution, they have none, zero. So remember, ladies and gentlemen, the Constitution literally is a list of the things that we have delegated to the federal government. Here's a list of what you can do. And if it's not there, it's off the table, a.k.a. Tenth Amendment, Ninth Amendment, etc. Okay, you have a list and you have supremacy over that very limited scope list. We've delegated authority to you, but we've also created dual sovereigns, which means, yeah, the federal government has a supreme authority over that limited list. The states have everything else and the people respectively. And so when government acts outside of its designated list of authority and pretends it's supreme over everything, they become rogue, out-of-control criminals. And it's the state's duty. It's the sheriff's duty. It's the governor's duty. It's the state legislative body all up and down the line to defend ourselves from this ever-increasing wagging the dog, the tail wagging the dog scenario here. We have got to push back and stop it. We've got to nullify now. In fact, Scalia went on. Sheriff Mack, and uh, hopefully you can find this part easily, uh, where he basically said for you to carry out the edicts of the federal government would force you to violate your oath of office, right? Yeah, actually, that was uh, Judge Roll in the district court case. Okay, so that's in the district court where Judge Roll basically said, hey, you can't do both. You can't keep your oath to the people and obey the federal government. It's impossible to do both. But I did put it, that is in this book. It's on page uh, two, uh, right there, folks. And Judge Roll said, Mac is thus forced to choose between keeping his oath or obeying the act, subjecting himself to possible sanctions. So uh, Roll was incensed of the arrogance of the federal government that they could threaten to arrest us if we simply failed to obey the order, the unconstitutional order, pursuant to the Brady bill. And, and so, uh, no, he said, no way. Uh, and, and I was really, uh, taken aback by judge Roll's sensitivity to the purpose for which I filed this lawsuit, because I literally was forced by my federal government to decide whether or not I should keep my oath or, or 
obey their order and pretend legislation that I should have to answer to them somehow. Uh, and I guess that's probably one of the greatest parts of this whole case is that uh, we told the federal government, uh, you're not our boss. Uh, we don't have to obey you. You do not have all governmental powers, but only discrete enumerated ones, which is also right out of this decision. And, and again, Scalia uh, didn't try to make up anything new. He simply reinforced the Constitution, quoted the Founding Fathers, quoted the Federalist Papers, and quoted the Constitution itself. There you have it, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Very, very serious indeed. Now, I want to tie this to a gazillion things that Joe and crew are doing. They want to push forced vaccinations via businesses. So they want to literally go into the private sector. Now, the courts have spanked them and stopped them decently well. But I don't think we always need to go to the courts for guidance. States could nullify now. States could simply say, you know what? I appreciate Joe telling businesses this and that and that. But sheriffs and governors could stand up and say, uh-uh, no way. We're not doing that. But let me give you the latest shot across the bow, Sheriff, that I want you to respond to in light of your Supreme Court case win. Headline says, Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, new rule would make firms reveal climate toll. So this is the New York Times. Climate toll. Uh, Sam, you're frozen there. You're frozen. If you can hear me, you're frozen. But climate... I hope I heard you right, Sam. You said climate. Uh, that's really, I thought you meant client, <laughs> that they had to reveal client. Uh, folks, I guess we lost Sam there for a minute. Uh, you can understand one thing, though, folks, from the Mac Prince case, and that is that the states must be pushing back and that the states are a significant part of the constitutional's protect, Constitution's protections of federalism and federalism i know it's a strange word federalism you sound like oh well that supports federal uh, government federalism federalism is actually the uh, division of powers between the states and the federal government and the states must push back and, and sam was just alluding to something that was very is very powerful that we use in our presentations nationwide and that is that we do not have to go to the courts. You back, Sam? We do not have to go to the courts to uh, on every single issue and ask permission from the courts to take a stand as a sovereign state. The states are not subject to federal direction, and we don't have to ask permission from the federal courts especially, but no courts at all, for, 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 to maintain that relationship. To maintain that power that is inherent in the states and the states can push back the states do not have to do what the CDC says the states do not have to do what uh, the, the United States says go ahead I'm sorry Sam is back oh Ann is here oh great Hi, Ann. This is Sheriff. 
Well, Sheriff Mack, great to be with you today. How are you? Good. You look bright and chipper today. <laughs> well, believe it or not, I'm here in the swamp in Washington, D.C. It's gorgeous out here right now. Cherry blossoms are starting to come out. But, uh, you know, we are, we're seeing D.C. sort of return to, quote, normal, if you will. It doesn't seem uh, they've, they've taken all the walls of Jericho down. I, I don't. I, it's like a, the walls of Jericho have come down. The trucking convoy that's been circling the Beltway, blowing horns, has been very symbolic. And yesterday, I sat in Coy Griffin's Cowboys for Trump's hearing, and there were so many biblical references. It was quite extraordinary. References to timestamps like 316 and 117, and a few other things that were quite interesting. But to look in that courtroom and see Coy Griffin sitting there, basically. A, going to trial without a jury because he doesn't trust the jury in D.C. with uh, uh, Judge McFadden against 13 different uh, government uh, lawyers stacked up against him. And his attorney is proving the government has uh, basically lied their way through this entire case to fabricate something because they want a head. They want a trophy. And I believe Judge McFadden is uh, very reasonable. And I think today we're going to get a, a favorable outcome. I'm going to head over there after this interview to continue to cover it. But who's, it's who's interesting one, when you're in D.C. to watch these people talk about God and religion and they don't spontaneously right. combust. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. That will bust. That will uh, cause a big problem audio, in the by swamp. The way. Pardon me? I've lost you, can your you audio. Hear me? Oh, well, okay, so. I don't, uh, I don't know. And, I could hear you before, but it was when we were connected through the studio. I could, it, you were faint sounding, but I could barely make you out. Now you're completely silent. So there's something. I'll check myself. I have. Uh, I, let me double check. I here. can hear you. I can hear you. Um, um, my audio is on. It's up. Check, check. I'm good now. Okay. Can you hear me? Perfectly. You're much okay, better. Good. Thank you. Now, now, who was it Who was it that you said is on trial there? Oh, so Coy Griffin, Cowboys for Trump. He's the uh, Cowboys for Trump, the guy who's pulled his uh, horse and ridden his horse all over the world, you know, here in D.C. several times. He brought Big Red across country from New Mexico. He's a commissioner there, a county commissioner. He came here because he's on trial. He wanted to go to trial. In fact, yesterday was the pretrial hearing. Well, and the judge specifically said, do you want to move forward? He said, I want a trial because he's not only standing for himself, Sheriff Mack, he's standing for all the J6 prisoners, the political prisoners who are in the D.C. gulag right now being completely mistreated. So this is it's explosive what is coming out what, in this what, what trial. Did, and the what did, what did he get charged with? He was charged with uh, misdemeanors, two misdemeanors of which one was trespassing and the other one was uh, uh, destruction of, of property. Something I forget the actual language, but it was misdemeanor of trespassing in property and uh, of which, yes, he was standing on the Capitol steps, but he was subduing a crowd of hundreds with a megaphone praying. So the crowd that was listening to him in the video that the government presented, this is what is so crazy about this whole thing, Sheriff Mack, is the government's witness and all the video evidence exonerates Coy Griffin. It's, it's undisputable. And I think Judge McFadden is probably scratching his head going, what are these people doing? But they're up there trying to make a case for a guy that was violent, was trespassing. Um, but if anything, all the video evidence exonerates him. And this star witness for the government exonerated Coy, as well as a Secret Service agent um, and the and the other uh, Metro Police people. They're, it's, it's hysterical what's going on. Yeah. So funny, well, not funny. Well, that, that, that's really, that's really uh, amazing that they're making that big, de that big of a deal out of two misdemeanors. Uh, I mean, this has become a national case uh, and national news. And uh, for a simple 
uh, trespass uh, charge. But uh, if he stayed outside, I don't even know how they could get him for trespass. Um, the, how, how to the do you, point. How do, you, how do you trespass on a public building uh, when you stay outside the building? You know, uh, you know the, um, again, the, the video evidence is compelling. They had Secret Service and barricades. Um, they had uh, Amy and Kylie Kramer, the Kramer family, who were allowing people in in certain areas. I'm here, it, Hunter. It, it, there was just so much. Hi, Sam. Good morning. There was so much. Thanks um, for having me. So I'm much... back, ladies and gentlemen. I froze. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, Ann. We love yeah, you. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, it's just, Keep going, Ann. The, the video evidence is just completely compelling for a full exoneration of not only uh, Coy Griffin, but the thousands of people that were there. I mean, if you're going to make an yeah. example of Coy Griffin, throw him in solitary confinement for 13 days, not a shower, not a phone call, nothing. Uh, talk about PTSD in a D.C. gulag like that. If you're going to do that, then what about all those thousands of people that are on video as well? I mean, why do you single somebody out? Is it because he's friends with President Trump? He's been to the Oval Office. He's received phone calls from the president. Is that why you make an example of him? Uh, I mean, clearly there's a political agenda Probably. at work yeah. here, uh, you know. <clears throat> well, what really concerns me there is that they're uh, so blatantly showing their prejudice uh, towards people who yeah. uh, were associated with Trump. But also the entire episode on January 6th, they're, they're really overplaying their hand. And I think right. it's becoming way too obvious that uh, they, they don't mind uh, mistreating uh, arrestees uh, and the inmates who should have never even been inside there because each one of them should have been cited and released instead of put in prison. Uh, put in jail and shackles and and uh, so forth, because none of them uh, uh, have proven to be a danger to anyone, uh, and especially Griffin, uh, who is uh, a, a preacher and and very religious uh, Christian. Um, none of the violence that they have uh, pursued just didn't exist there. I'm I'm always t I'm always uh, looking at this whole thing. Uh, as, as from my view as a cop and I, and I look at all that and I see Portland getting burned down and I've seen all the crimes mm -hmm. and rapes committed in Seattle and, and the murders right. and, and what going on in Chicago and New York. And we spend, they, the cops spend no time trying to trace down the people who were burning down uh, Portland, but people who are on the lawn and on the steps at the Capitol they go after like it was a, a, a national crime and national syndicate and that they're the mafia and we've got to stop this. And it's it's just so ridiculously hypocritical uh, and dishonest. And and I hope that this yeah. uh, come, comes to light with uh, with the judge you're talking about. Did you say judge? What was his name? Judge Mc, Judge McFadden, he's uh, McFadden. noted for yeah. being very dis he's being he's noted publicly for being very disgusted with the DOJ's inability to pr provide speedy trials and speedy uh, you know just get through the mud here. You've oh, got now you're talking about that Constitution that stuff. Yeah, the federal yeah, government doesn't ooh, have God. to obey the, con <laughs> the Constitution. It, it, doesn't yeah. apply, it doesn't apply. It doesn't to the apply. To, government. It doesn't apply to the swamp. No. No. The, no. Sheriff Matt, well, now, were you I, there? I about this interview. Were you there? Go ahead. Were you there on January sixth? Yeah. 
we were there from January 3rd through January 20th. So we saw a lot of things. I was actually at stage seven on January 6th slated. I was out from seven in the morning till about four in the afternoon. I was slated to speak on stage seven and where stage seven was, was on the other side, the north side of the Russell, the Senate Russell building. So I was standing at a stage where there was a big screen TV in a stage. And I was over there with a bunch of people like Dr. Zelensky, uh, uh, Mickey Willis, uh, Mike, Mike Smith, a lot of people that were over there speaking on health and freedom. It was a health and freedom stage. So I was over there. And what happened was when President Trump started speaking, they stopped the live speakers and put up the big jumbotron and we were watching the president speak. Now, what I could see was the Russell building, the backside of the Russell building. So I couldn't see the Capitol. Next thing I know, we're all getting text messages. They've, um, they've uh, stormed the Capitol. I'm like, who's they? President Trump's still speaking. So we left um, and started to walk over there. I never actually got on stage to speak, but we left and I think it was around 1.45 or something like that when I made my way over there. And when I got to the east side of the Capitol, just opposite the Supreme Court, you could see a sea of people. And there was people clearly going, let's go, come this way. We got to go in there. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? I was like, we don't need to go in there. They know we're here. They know we're disgruntled. We're redressing our grievances on stages and we're talking about it. They know what's going on. But you, I watched people that were, you know, going in. But what I really saw, Sheriff Mack, and I filmed this, was doors opening from the inside to the out, letting people in. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks, Ann. It's been That's great talking with you. Uh, we need to do this again. I, I apologize for being late. Yeah, no worries. All good. I look forward to seeing God you again, God bless you, ladies and gentlemen. Ann Vandersteel on The Sheriff Max Show. Hello, I'm Dr. Steve Hotze. The Dr. Hotze Report airs every Monday from 4 to 5 p.m. Central Time on Brighteon.tv. I'll take you behind the scenes so you can know what's really going on. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. If you want to prevent yourself from getting an infectious disease, then it seems wise for you to develop a strong, healthy immune system. Wouldn't you agree? I've developed an immune pack with my recommended dosages of vitamins A, B, C, D, zinc, magnesium, and probiotics to support your immune system and to keep you healthy and energized. I've also formulated a teen's pack and a kid's pack. Order your Dr. Hotze immune pack today at physiciansprepferencevitamins.com or call 281-646-1659. Use the code BTV at checkout for a 10% concession. Hello, I'm Dr. Steve Hotze. I'm the host of the Dr. Hotze Report that airs Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Brightian.tv. I'll take you behind the scenes so that you can know what's really going on. I believe that you need to have a doctor who can coach you onto a path of health and wellness naturally so that as you mature, you've got energy, vitality, and enthusiasm for life. Do you have low energy, weight gain, allergies, insomnia, anxiety, brain fog, low libido, and joint muscle pain? At the Hotze Health and Wellness Center, we treat the underlying cause of these symptoms rather than masking them with drugs. We treat for hypothyroidism, sex hormone decline, adrenal fatigue, allergies, yeast, and nutritional deficiencies. This is Dr. Hotze saying, take charge of your health. Call today at 281-698-8698. Mention Patriot and receive 10% off your initial visit and a free copy of Dr. Hotze's book, Duo 180. J&M Jewelry specializes in custom-designed jewelry that is made in America. 
Our master designers have years of experience in all types of custom designs. Since we are manufacturers and wholesalers, we can provide you with the highest quality jewelry at the lowest price. Schedule an appointment with us today. JandMJewelry.com This is an amazing company that has sponsored both of us. And this is a way to have backup communications when the grid goes down. Well, the situation became problematic, Mike, with the New Orleans, uh, the latest uh, hurricane, because people panic. And this is one thing that I've learned from being associated with the satellite phone store for over a decade. People will call and order 600 phones at a time. What? It's like this, Mike. Anytime there is a crisis, people want these. And ladies and gentlemen, They've created a, such a good deal for uh, Mike's uh, viewers, my viewers, our combined viewers, that this is the only way you're going to be able to communicate. And that's the other beauty about these phones is they can't track you because it's not talking to a cell tower. It's talking to satellites, you know, orbiting uh, over the equator. So SAT123.com, folks. Americans, the Sheriff Mack Show continues on Brighteon TV, Brighteon Radio, Liberty News Radio, loving Liberty Radio Networks, and a whole lot more. You got to love it. TV simulcast with radio, ladies and gentlemen. I want to make a couple of points about what Ann Vandersteel was talking about. She was telling you that the trial has started for Trump, Cowboys for Trump leader. Uh, I think it's Coy Griffin. Is that how you say it, Sheriff? Yes. C-O-U-Y, Cowie Griffin. Uh, anyway, I don't know if you know this, but Mr. Griffin, in addition to starting the Cowboys for Trump, Mr. Griffin is an elected official. He's a county commissioner of Otero County, New Mexico. Did you realize that? Uh, yeah, I did. I did know that. All right, that's important to understand, ladies and gentlemen. They're trying to take conservatives out of everywhere. The part of the reason that they're attacking him so hard is because he is an elected official, uh, because he does have a stake in honest elections, uh, because he has more authority, if you will, than the average Joe. So they're trying to make an example out of him. How dare you climb the elected ladder uh, and then turn against the election machine that got you there is kind of what they're saying, Sheriff. Do you want to speak to that? Because I think it's critical to understand. Uh, yes, I actually uh, ran in Otero County uh, with another individual running for sheriff there about, uh, oh, uh, man, was it about five years ago, uh, maybe a little bit more. And so I met I met Griffin uh, during the campaign there. Uh, good, solid patriot, good, solid man, very honest, uh, would never do anything uh, to hurt someone else. 
and uh, I, I, I'm really totally on his side, uh, and I believe that he's going to be exonerated and that the government's going to look stupid again. And usually, uh, they don't need Coy's help to look stupid, but because uh, uh, they do that all on their own. Uh, but this out-of-control government and, and this uh, one-sided view of the entire uh, episode on January 6th has been uh, distorted and lied about, and the prosecutions have been extremely unfair and extremely unconstitutional, and the rights of the people uh, to face their accusers and uh, and to get a speedy and public trial uh, have been violated over and over. Uh, and so uh, as they go after these people for misdemeanors, they are committing felonies in going after them. And it just, it, it that actually seg segues into our next guest. Yes, it does, ladies and gentlemen, because there's a lot of people trying to do a lot of things to create accountability and transparency in government. Uh, and uh, this effort to go to the Capitol was one of them. I realized provocateurs ran it off the rails. But as Ann wisely pointed out, you know what? Most of these people were innocent. Most of these people just wanted to let their redress of grievance, one of the First Amendment guarantees uh, to be well felt, to be understood. They wanted to peacefully assemble. They wanted to express a redress of grievance. They wanted their free speech. We wanted freedom of the press. All those things were at stake there, and they literally had provocateurs violate them all. All right, is our guest with us, Randy Miller, yet? Hi, Randy. All right, well, we'll try to go to Randy here in a minute. Uh, hopefully, we'll get that together. Uh, but, but this is re really important to understand. There's a lot of efforts being made, Sheriff Mack, uh, to right the wrongs, not only with the elections, but with all kinds of issues. And I mentioned climate change. That'll be one of the next ones that we're all going to end up suing and trying to get a redress of grievances over. But right now, it's, it's as you know, the COVID virus, the mandate of vaccines in business to keep your job. You got to take the jab. Never mind the jab's experimental. It's not even approved. Never mind that uh, the courts have now said no. They're still on a bender for this. They're on a bender to make us wear masks. Just when we think we're coming out of it is the spring and people are thinking, okay, this is finally coming to an end. You know, you got to whack that Anthony Fauci up there going, no, it's not over yet. In fact, there's a new strain of coming and it's going to get worse and you better. And so now they're backing into these vaccine passports or vaccine, they call them passes, uh, where over two-thirds of the nation already has access to this. I mentioned this, I think, on the uh, program a week or two ago. Uh, and so this is the issue. And so a lot of people are filing complaints with their uh, local courts saying, hey, we need investigations here. We need accountability and transparency here. Uh, Sheriff, do you want to speak to that? And then we'll go to Randy. Yeah, you know, the whole thing, I, my bottom line question on this whole thing, on the whole COVID thing or climate change or what, whatever it is, uh, how the federal government just believes it's in charge of everything. Every aspect of our country, every aspect of our lives, every uh, aspect of education and healthcare and on and on and on, that just everything becomes their business. If somebody stubs their toe somewhere and nobody took care of it, uh, then they're going to, then the Washington DC and us Congress are going to take care of it and they're going to make a law and they're going to, uh, pass a, uh, an ordinance or a law that, uh, people can't stub their toe in, in 
uh, the cities of America. It's not their business. It, and as a matter of fact, it, uh, the federal government, if you read the Constitution, the entire Constitution has not even been delegated for 40 powers. It doesn't even reach 40. And yet they have stolen and usurped and illegally taken another 5,000 where they just become in charge of everything. Why? Because they said so. And they believe that they are the only determiners of how far their authority goes. They are the only ones to determine how far their authority and power goes. And it's not. It's the Constitution. And where the states have failed and failed miserably is that they have not held the federal government's feet to the Constitution's fire. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious business. And this is where I think Richard Mack's quote of the day really comes in. Look, folks, the federal government has no authority to mandate the states do anything. Whether it's climate change, we should nullify now. Uh, whether it's, you know what, we're going to arrest everybody on the planet due to January 6th, um, nullify now. Whether it's vaccinations, nullify now. Whether it's, okay, we can go on and on and on, but the states seem to just think they're political subdivisions of the federal government. And we have got to educate ourselves out of this one. We not only need to educate ourselves so people understand the truth, but then we need to hold our elected officials accountable. They seem to be scared to act. They seem to be like a deer in the headlights, uh, Sheriff Mack. And that's something that we really need to kind of understand, too. All right, Randy, are you with us? Still no Randy. Right, well, Randy, are you there? Nope, I guess not. We'll probably need well, to reschedule we'll Randy. Get, we'll have to get him another time. All right. In the meantime, though, I really think this is critical to talk about nullification, though. Uh, we uh, had Tom Woods speak at one of our events, Sheriff, and Tom Woods gave an incredible speech about nullification. Oh, now, yeah, remember, we showed his he's video. The Harvard... We showed his video in Arkansas. Yes, he's the Harvard graduate, ladies and gentlemen, that says he graduated Harvard so he could mock them. Yeah. <laughs> and that's this guy, right? Yeah. Uh, but yet this guy is the quintessential educator on nullify now he wrote a book called nullification uh and he really documents the history of this well with all kinds of notes in his book but I mean, it's well well researched and well documented sheriff about nullification yeah. and that matches the founding father's intention with your supreme court case doesn't it it, it totally does and i i really love that and uh tom woods is a, a great teacher as you said he's a great speaker absolutely uh nails it and it's irrefutable what he is saying about uh, the states can nullify what the federal government does. And that uh, backup for that principle comes from Madison and Jefferson in their Kentucky and Virginia resolutions. And it, and it was pursuant to a founding father's huge blunder uh, and unconstitutional act when he supported the Alien and Sedition Act. Poor John Adams just got tired of doing stupid things and then having everybody accuse him of doing it. <clears throat> and so it was really sad <clears throat> to see John Adams, a, a founding father, go against the Constitution that he fought so much for. So he got a little bit unstable uh, in his thinking process 
uh, about freedom. And he, he actually had people arrested for, for just bad-mouthing his government and his administration. And, and then Thomas Jefferson uh, won the next election. Adams only stayed in one term. And it was probably because of that. And then uh, Jefferson actually refunded people's fines and got them out of prison. And this was because of the same principle, that the states don't have to go to court. That's what Madison and Jefferson said. The states don't have to go to court every time to fight something stupid uh, from Washington, D.C. politicians. That they simply can say no and make sure that they exercise their power to defend people and protect people from being victimized by our own federal government. And that's actually what my case also says. And that is actually what I did uh, in this whole uh, Mac Prince case. Well, ladies and gentlemen, when you say we don't have to go to court, we already went to court and the court was decisive and the language is clear. And the evidence mounts from the Founding Father-esque documentation that Tom Woods produces in his book about the historical relevance and the uh, value of the Founding Fathers' understanding of a need for nullification combined with modern-day Sheriff's Mack decision. What more do you want? What we need now is literally government officials to act. And, Sheriff, until they start acting, we're in trouble. And we, the people, need great enough numbers. You mentioned the power of one. That's probably what we ought to call the the conference coming up in Vegas. Call it the power of one. Whether it be the sheriff, whether it be you, whether it be me, whether it be folks in the media, whether it be Hunter, our producer behind the scenes that doesn't get enough credit that he well deserves. Uh, Okay, Uh, the power of one is so critical because one becomes two, then two become the few, and then few become the many. And, you know, there you go. Randy, welcome to the Sheriff Mack Show, sir. Thank you. I'm we're so about flat out. Of, hey, let's be really quick. We're about flat out of time. Just so everybody knows, you are the Arizona State Director for the CSPOA. Uh, welcome, and you're also involved in a lot of legislative efforts and everything else. You guys filed an incredible complaint. Catch us up, sir. Yes, we did. We filed a criminal complaint with the State Attorney General's office. It was a criminal complaint we have in seven states now, and this one is case number two zero two two dash zero four one two uh we can have many other people sign on to that complaint number the allegations uh are i'm sorry we had difficulties okay the allegations are we have just for the we have uh, crimes against humanity genocide fraud in connection with major disaster emergency benefits this fraud is in relation to the uh, the money being handed out through the covid relief package that was distributed to the states that participated all the way down to the counties that actually is racketeering from the federal government on down because they're profiting off criminal behavior. The profiting comes from the, uh, the homicides that are occurring in the hospitals. We have done um, several different uh, hospital rescues for people that have been requested to get out of the hospital because they don't want to be there. They're not being treated properly through the COVID protocol by the CDC. They actually get paid for this. Uh, Every step and every process that you are in the hospital, they pay you for that to make sure you don't get the treatments. Uh, That's the, the, the attempted homicide, the criminal assault. 
aggravated assault, endangerment. These are ARS statutes, Arizona Revised Statutes. Uh, endangerment, threatening or intimidating. These people that are in the hospital are being, uh, or excuse me, the employers. When the employer tells you you have to have the shot or get or lose your job, that is threatening and intimidating. We have uh, unlawful practices, uh, illegal control of an enterprise, fraudulent schemes and artifices, fraudulent schemes and practices. This is the billing within the hospital. This is the acceptance of the money uh, from the counties and the schools. The schools get paid for uh, mandating these these issues. We're going to say now you've already turned turned that into the Arizona AG's office, correct? Yes, I did. And if you got any kind of response. Let's back up for a second and understand this, though. Did you first take this to a, a local county sheriff? We did not. Uh, we took it straight to the attorney general's office because of the the uh, impact. It's on a. We want the whole state. This is impacting every citizen in the state of Arizona, not just the county. We. I'm encouraging when I talk to other uh, people in different counties, they they should take it to their county, open investigation with their sheriff's department. Uh, I haven't uh, been able to get into our sheriff's department because every time you want to go into a county building, uh, even the court, they demand you wear a mask, the face diaper, and they demand they're going to take your temperature uh, for upon entry, and I refuse to do that. So what I did is I asked them if they would please send somebody down, and uh, they, the court even would not send anybody down. They demanded we go inside. Uh, I, I, so the, the criminal complaint touches on uh, everything that we can think of. Terrorism is another. Terrorism is defined by getting an individual or a group of people to do something they normally would not do out of fear. Everybody's right. impacted by this. They are. There's so no yeah, question yeah. about it. So tell me what, what this received, complaint means yeah. then. What, is, what does that mean that you filed a complaint? We filed the complaint. It's a it's a re- the request. We gave them all the information. There's 51 pages to this complaint. We have the evidentiary information that they need to investigate. We gave them links of, of uh, uh, facts proving what we say. We have we have an email from a lab to Dr. Fauci that explains how they con- how they converted the COVID-19 into a biological weapon. So the virus itself, we have the information for that. It's handed out to the attorney general. They just need to do the investigation. I'm working with a sheriff's association in a state. I don't want to stay stay right now because of the sensitivity of it, where I'm going to do a presentation to them. I've spoken to the director for the state sheriff's association and the former director, and they're both on board with it. And I'm going to do a presentation to 27 of the 37 sheriffs in May. And hopefully we can put something together where they will actually investigate the governor, file a com- file charges and start getting, we'll do the investigation. I will help with the investigation, as will several other of my friends that are retired uh, police officers, one of them from that state. Sheriff? Uh, so... How long ago did you turn that into the AG's office in Arizona? It's been about six weeks now. I have 30 co-complainants and we're working on getting more. It's a numbers game. I think you were talking about numbers before. They can run from 30 people. 
complain, but if we get 3,000 in the state of Arizona, it's very difficult for the, the attorney general or county attorney to run from a large number of people all presenting a complaint of these crimes being committed. These are crimes being committed by our government. Oh, yes. Well, okay, so how do we I just, put my name on it? Okay, there's, there's, three, there's four pages on there. Page uh, three, page uh, four or five, I can't remember, page 18 and page 25 or 26. I'll, uh, I'll go, go through it on a webinar tonight, uh, Thursday night. All those pages, because you're going to use our case number. You put our case number 2022-0412 at the top of the page. That's for Arizona. At top of each page. And all these pages are is that you're you're putting your name and information down, stating that you're the complainant. You're uh, listing that uh, these pages uh, are stating the, the the facts as they relate to you, up, and you're attesting to the the uh, claims made in the in the criminal complaint. When you fill those yeah. and two of those pages are dealing with an employer. If you have an employer who has mandated the shot or the job then you put the information in there. Either usually it's done by email or a written notice to the employee. And you put the date that you were notified on page, uh, uh, page four, I think put the date of the, you were notified, the name of the person who notified you, their position and the company. And then on page 18, it's just a follow up because it's the, the facts of the case you put on that date, you, the name of the person who mandated you to take it, uh, and so there's two of those pages are relating to the employer. If they don't apply to you, you put N.A. Because, Sheriff, as you know, on any legal document, you don't leave anything blank. If it's not applicable, you put N.A. or you put a big line through the page on your investigative report. So what you're going to do okay. is you're going to put N.A. on relating to Under, your Understood. Employer. I don't, I don't mean to hurry you, but I want to get enough out, Randy, on this before the end of the, the time we have. So what's happened since you filed this? Anything? Nope, nothing. Uh, I've got to do a follow-up with the investigator who was actually quite rude when we, we uh, demanded to speak to somebody. Uh, of course. We haven't heard anything, so I'm getting more people, uh, three more people this week to file, and we're going to submit it to add it to the complaint to keep it alive. But our hopes are we won't get anything done. I don't think the Attorney General is going to do anything until we get a large number of people to stand up and say we want this looked at. All right, so here's my recommendation. How many sheriffs are in the state of Arizona? Fifteen. 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 So I would take that I would take that to all fifteen sheriffs, all fifteen district attorneys, all fifteen county commissions, and I would see if you can get any or as many of those local county people on board as you can. Because if you do that, you're getting elected officials. You're also getting people who can launch their own investigations to add weight to the loss or to the I don't want to say lawsuit. I guess it's a it's a complaint, uh, but wait to the complaint, right? Correct. Uh, we're doing that in Wickenburg. I'm getting uh, some associates of mine in Wickenburg to file with the local police department. We I agree with you. We got to get it in anybody and everybody that has a jurisdiction to to investigate this. Which all these people that you just mentioned have original jurisdiction on crimes against humanity. Now, Randy, before we end as well, how do people get a hold of you if they want to support yours in Arizona or start one in their state? What do they do? 
Well, I'm going to give my phone number. They can call 623-866-3544. We're flat out of time, ladies and gentlemen. Randy, thank you so much. Sheriff, thank you thank indeed. You, Randy. We've got to take action, my fellow Americans, and we've got to do it now. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, simulcasting with the Sheriff Mac Show, Brighty on radio, Brighty on TV. Uh, most importantly, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, tell your neighbors, share the love. LovingLiberty.net has an incredible uh, website, first of all, with incredible talk show hosts around the clock, but in addition, a bunch of incredible podcasts. I mentioned Tom Woods uh, in conjunction with um, this situation about nullification that we talked about on the Sheriff Mac Show a little bit earlier. Uh, and Tom Woods is one of the podcasters on LovingLiberty.net. In addition, LovingLiberty.net has incredible phone apps, an iPhone app and an Android app, in addition to the online listening opportunity, uh, where you can download the apps for free and 24-7 radio at your fingertips, live and on demand. You can listen to the shows live in the 24-7 lineup on the radio, LovingLiberty.net. Or you can listen to an archived show or a podcast. There's a lot of podcasters uh, that we don't have in the original radio lineup because their podcasts are of varying length and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's, it's not easy to just add them to the lineup. But they're no, no doubt just as important, folks, right? Um, It's just as important. I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. It's just as important uh, for their podcast as the regular radio lineup. Okay, notification. Or I'm sorry, nullification. How to resist federal tyranny is the book Tom Woods wrote. Right? How to resist federal tyranny in the 21st century. They got a nullification movie. TomWoods.com. 
to learn more about it, you got jury nullification? You got state nullification? Uh, nullification is a key core principle to understand, ladies and gentlemen. So I want to commend Tom Woods for his uh, really speaking out and doing a phenomenal job, right? Um, Tom Woods is a great guy, an incredible educator. Uh, anyway, I focus on that because of his stellar work. And so we carry his podcast uh, on the Loving Liberty Radio Network along with many other shows, Liberty Roundtable. Uh, we also have um, Beth Ann, who is a well-known broadcaster from Missouri, Common Sense Talk Radio, does a phenomenal job. We have C.L. Bright does a phenomenal job as well. Anyway, just some of the shows highlighted there. You can also check out incredible shows on brighteonradio.com. And one of the things we're starting to do is, is have all those guests from the different shows on to help cross-promote our shows. We've got to work together. We've got to spread the word. We've got to make a sacred, valiant stand, and we've got to do it now. Thanks so much for your time, ladies and gentlemen. I hope it's worth your efforts because you know what? We do our very best to advocate for the sacred cause of liberty. I'm Sam Bushman, and you know what? We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will indeed restore our grand old republic. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.